The new bill seeks to overhaul how Native American history is taught in Illinois. Hundreds of federally and non-federally recognized tribe members reside in the state. Even the names Illinois and Chicago both come from indigenous languages, like so many other names across the state and country. But U.S. school standards on teaching Native American history, largely back to 19th century guidelines, leave teachings often incomplete or outright inaccurate. So we're joined now by WBEZ education reporter Susie Ahn. Hey, Susie. Hey, Sasha. So what's the issue here when it comes to how Native American history is taught today? Well, it really comes from um, just kind of one perspective, um, and it's been taught um, in a way for kind of just decades. It's just sort of been taught this way, um, sort of this antiquated view of uh, Native American history. And um, Indigenous advocates want to see that change. They want to see it um, not only modernized, but um, to have their voices heard in creating a, curric- a curriculum and um, having a say in what materials are taught. How would this bill address these inequities? So it's it's interesting, a bill that came before this, the Asian American um, Education Bill, it leaves it up to school districts to kind of form the um, the curriculum. But um, a, a Native American uh, collaborative will make resources available for uh, the, the most accurate and, and fully formed curriculum, make materials available through uh, the State Board of Education. Um, so while we might see the curriculum look different from one school district to another, um, the hope is that there will be more resources available for schools. Um, advocates are also hoping that uh, districts will make the opportunity for teachers to to do some professional development, possibly, you know, unlearn things that they may have learned when they were in school mm-hmm. um, to be able to give their students a more accurate and fuller lesson. And to that end, you, you focus in the story on Megan Bang, right, who's son is the descendant of Native Americans who attended boarding schools. What happened in her situation? Right. So last May, um, her son was graduating from high school in Evanston, and um, he was wearing uh, some Native American regalia, some uh, uh, an eagle feather and uh, traditional beading on, on his cap and gown. Um, and before getting to the stage, he was stopped and told that this was inappropriate. Um, you can't, you can't come to the graduation ceremony and cross like this. Um, and this was uh, meant to honor the the elders who were there with him, um, uh, elders who had attended uh, Indian boarding schools, which which were essentially meant to um, eliminate their traditions and replace them with um, what what you know, they thought of as uh, American traditions. And, and so, so to eliminate their, their culture in a way. And so, you know, elders of his family had um, experienced those abuses and he wanted to wear uh, the traditional feather and beating um, to, to honor the, the elders who were with him at the ceremony. And yeah. he wasn't able to do that. Um, and, and Megan, you know, it was hard for her to son to experience that. And um, he also understood it also comes from a place of just a lack of understanding, a lack of education. And so, you know, she and others feel that uh, 
if there is education, a true education um, and an and accurate depiction of um, indigenous peoples and their life, that there wouldn't be situations like this. And she says this this is, of course, a very um, blatant situation here. But, you know, her kids experienced uh, little things, uh, microaggressions through throughout their schooling that, um, you know, had there been better education, they wouldn't experience things mm-hmm. like this. So is wearing traditional Native clothing items, is that addressed in this new bill? So not this specific education bill, but there is a separate bill okay. um, that, that addresses actually uh, what, what Megan's son experienced. Um, and and it was uh, this bill was, came out of uh, response to that, um, that would um, allow students uh, to wear um clothing of of religious or cultural significance at I school. See. Well, so the, the bill that we are currently speaking about, what's the pushback there? So, um, it, you know, for for any sort of education bill, um, there is usually some kind of criticism of um, unfunded mandates, uh, whether there could be an issue with um, a school district being able to um, do what the bill says. Uh, and so that's that's why you're seeing um, um, that's why you're seeing in the bill that uh, districts can decide how they do the curriculum. Um, so there was some pushback on that, but then you know on the other end of that, um, there was some criticism of well, uh, you know, if if we're allowing districts to come up with their own curriculum, does that mean that we're just going to have a bunch of different standards? So that was another issue as well. Um, and um, in the House debate, there was also mention of, you know, whether a depiction of Christopher Columbus will be inaccurate. Um, you know, we, we've seen a lot about um, uh, statues being taken down, Christopher Columbus statues being taken down. And um, that also entered into the debate of, you know, if we're, if we're, coming up with a Native American education curriculum. How is Christopher Columbus going to be depicted in that? Um, the the bill's sponsor, Representative Maurice West, said, you know, it's it's not about that. It is about Native American history. Mm-hmm. The, uh, that is a separate issue. I see. Wow. Lots there. That was WBEZ education reporter Susie Ahn. Thanks so much. Thanks. If you're just tuning in, this is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and we are talking about a new bill in Springfield that would require Native American history to be taught in Illinois schools. Now, too often, standards on teaching Native American history are based on an antiquated curriculum. So we're joined now by Andrew Johnson, who's a board member of the Chicago American Indian Community Collaborative. Hi, Andrew. Welcome to Reset. Hello, Sasha. Thank you for having me. So before you and I get into what schools could or should be teaching uh, in their classrooms on the topic. I do want to first ask what you think educators need to unlearn uh, when teaching Native American history. I think it's uh, in a couple of areas that we do have Native American Heritage Month, and it seems that that is the only time that our history is addressed or even uh, where we are seen as citizens here. So we would like to let people know that 
my goodness, we're American Indians uh, 12 months out of the year and not just that one there in November. Right, right. Um, so different things happen during the year of uh, uh, activities, ceremonies that can be brought forth for the students to help them understand and break out of that particular uh, cycle. So these are some of the things to unlearn uh, and to learn that there are many facets uh, that uh, help support us, that guide us, that have uh, positioned us um, mm-hmm. and, and developed that we can bring to bear and, and, and help others. Well, you know, to that end, a big point of contention we know uh, among the legislators in Springfield, as Susie mentioned, it's, it's how the bill portrays Christopher Columbus. What's the best way to approach his role in history while also accurately including Native American history? It is a, a very uh, subject that really goes to the heart of, uh, of Native Americans in that uh, you look at what happened 500 years ago, uh, and the perception is where you, uh, you stand. Um, and it's something that needs to get across that America was not discovered by this individual. Uh, and that's something that really needs to get across. This was contact from two advanced civilizations here uh, on the earth that that occurred. And then people do need to understand that that was the beginning of the conquest and genocide of the American continents uh, here. What happened uh, shapes us today. Uh, and people need to understand that uh, that particular history uh, from the time of that landing up through up up through today, mm-hmm. uh, we have particular periods of time uh, and federal policy that has been uh, uh, related to it uh, that we would love to get across, and 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 it does begin with the Native nations uh, here being very very powerful um, uh, centered uh, 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 tribes. And um, and it, then it goes uh, beyond that too. Mm-hmm. But um, from uh, from Columbus, it is a very very sore point from uh, from our side, and we feel it really does need to be addressed. And the truth mm-hmm. brought out um, uh, with the effect it has had on us, and and it affects us through today. It's almost like the the lessons need to start there. Right. Uh, absolutely. And it needs to be looked in continuity, too. It, it's very interesting. I, I speak uh, for, uh, in front of many, many groups. And when I'm able to talk about uh, natives from a perspective of uh, when the uh, Europeans landed up through today, it really does um, help them uh, see that progression and put us into uh, why we are addressing the particular issues we are today, why we are, we are stand. And then on top of that, we have to make sure that it, our history doesn't begin just 500 years ago. We have been in these lands since time immemorial, and we want people to understand that too, yeah. that this is a continuity, this is a continuation of our history, and not just something that happened 500 years ago. So that said, Andrew, what resources would be useful then in trying to craft this future Native American history curriculum. Well, I think it's it, it's not uh, the specific content. What it, what it is, uh, and what's coming about with this, is that we have a Native American working group that is engaged with the Illinois State Board of Education, um, and this particular uh, group is not built into the bill, but we appreciate the the board 
taking the initiative to reach out uh, to listen uh, listen to us, to engage uh, with us. This only really began uh, as of last October, October mm. of 2022. Um, and so out of the uh, Chicago American Indian Community Collaborative and others uh, from a national level are participating in weekly meetings uh, with the State Board of Education uh, and crafting the standards around that, uh, pulling the resources together that will tell our story properly. Okay. Oh, so you're already very much involved. It's it's a long ways to go. This yeah. is really a first step. If we think about it, this is uh, uh, only since last October have we really been engaged uh, in this way. So we really appreciate what, uh, what ISBE's doing. Yeah, well, here's the thing, too. Some folks may not even realize that the Chicago area has one of the largest urban populations of Native people, right? Mm-hmm. One tribe that we know lived and still lives in the Midwest region are the Potawatomi. Those people, they're still fighting for rights, still fighting for land in Illinois to this day. How does the bill factor into that ongoing struggle? uh, It really is to let people know. And I think that's something interesting about uh, what the content will contain, because actually there are seven bands of the Potawatomi, uh, and the Prairie Band is the one uh, that has a bill in front of Congress right now. Uh, Congressman uh, Garcia and um, uh, Congressman Garcia uh, is uh, introduced the bill, mm-hmm. and um, and this is to return lands that was uh, that were taken from them uh, that were unlawfully sold uh, by the U.S. government. And so, for people to understand that particular piece. Uh, that we do have claimed lands here. They've been trying to get that back for Mm -hmm. almost 200 years and that there are seven bands and that we're not a homogeneous group. Um, There are 574 tribes, uh, tribal nations within the United States. So one can't really speak of Native American and encompass everyone, that with each one of those tribal nations, there are different customs, clothing, religious aspects, uh, language, all of that. And on this note, I want you to help us understand what it, what does it mean when a tribe is recognized by the government versus when they aren't? Like, what's the significance? It, it is a formal process um, uh, that the federal government has, uh, has followed. That's part of what we want to get into is the sovereignty of the tribal nations. Um, these were independent nations that sign treaties with our federal government. So there is a nation-to-nation relationship there, and the treaties are the highest law of the land. Um, and and in many ways, it's, it's, it is a one-sided uh, uh, pact that's there mm-hmm. that the federal government goes through their particular process and then uh, grants recognition from their side. I see. Uh, so that's what's been occurring over the years and now. So you, you talked a little bit there about uh, the, the Chicago American Indian Community Collaborative and, and its support for, for this bill, but how can folks become involved with your group or, or just support Native American community in, in general? Uh, I think uh, definitely go to our website, uh, chicagoaicc.com uh, dot, uh, dot org. Um, Google the Chicago American Indian Community Collaborative uh, or some of our organizations. We have 17 different organizations um, uh, within our collaborative. 
uh, and it covers cultural facilities, social services, economic development, affordable housing, employment, health care, education, oh, wow. arts, museums, all across the board. I'm here as a board member of, we call it CAIC, C-A-I-C-C. Okay. But my particular organization, I'm the executive director of the Native American Chamber of Commerce of, of Illinois. So we work to try and um, help Native American entrepreneurs through their process, beginning uh, uh, all, all the way um uh, all the way to uh, to growth. Okay. But because we have um, uh, that many uh, different representatives there, we try to cover uh, the needs that way. Yeah. Well, before I let you go, Andrew, what is next when it comes to this bill? Well, we're not done yet. Um, it's passed the different houses. There's been some amendments here and there. And so we've got to say we're still keeping our fingers crossed. We're not going to celebrate uh, until we're over that uh, final okay. uh, finish line with it and have it signed by the governor. But we're hoping we can um, uh, celebrate this achievement with the governor. So I'm putting that out there uh, yes. for his office. Manifestation and, is real. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I sure hope so. But we're very happy, very pleased with how things have progressed. And um, I really appreciate Representative West and what he has done to help us through. We have worked with him for over a year and a mm -hmm. half to pull this together. Wow. Long time coming. Uh, very, very much so. So it's... Uh, Thanks so much. Looking forward. Thank you very much, Sasha. Andrew Johnson is a board member of the Chicago American Indian Community Collaborative. Good to have you on. Thank you. Thank you.